the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Happy Hump Day! Hump Day! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I don't know who the dude is in the Bo Derek Cornrows uh, outside of a gym up in Oceanside right now with a rally to reopen his gym and other businesses. But I like it. I may not like the look, man. I didn't like it on Bo Derek when I was a kid, and I don't like it now. But I like your style because you were out there without a mask. You were out there on a bullhorn saying that everybody is essential and it is time to reopen businesses. Welcome to tonight's Andrea Acacia. Are we over the hump? Back to the restoration of the United States of America? I sure hope so. I really do. I hope we are back over the hump and on our way to freedom. Not just the personal freedoms of us to uh, go to work and to operate our businesses, but freedom from a seditious, traitorous, deep state out to po- use the a weaponized government against its political rivals. Glad to have you on tonight's Andrea K. Show. I am Dynamite in a Dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week here on The Answer San Diego. 888-344-1170. Tonight is about unmasking the unmaskers. We're going to talk about masks. What's the science behind wearing masks? Is there science behind wearing masks? And who's behind these Chinese reporters that we've got going on in our country? A whole lot of unmasking going on. Who's the dude who took the seat back from the Democrats, the congressional seat, even amidst the whole mail-in Voting situation going on in California. A whole lot to talk about tonight. I'm glad to have you here with me. And I'm especially glad to have this man, mask or no mask. He he wears the, the carrot mask. It's my man. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. Before the lockup, do you mind telling me who the mask man is? Wouldn't mind at all, except that... <laughs> hey, what's the mask man? I like my mask. It reminds me, it makes me feel like snake eyes. Yeah, who's Snake Eyes? From G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes. Okay, I don't know who that is. But you know what? Speaking of masks, somebody said today Comic-Con went virtual, and one of my friends, Doc Porbin out of Pennsylvania, he's like, wait a second, isn't that where you're supposed to go in a mask? Because I'm like, isn't that where you're supposed to dress up in characters and go and roam around? Isn't that the point? And he was like, yeah, especially isn't, isn't that the point that's where you're supposed to go with a mask on? That's a very good idea. Everybody could be Snake Eyes. Yeah, right? We're going to talk about masks in a little bit because I don't care how much anybody, any governor talks about reopening as long as they have weapons of control to use against us that are not based in any science, then they still have control over us. Hat tip to the Wisconsin Supreme Court today who declared the stay-at-home orders from that out-of-control dictator governor up there. 
was they put the smackdown on him. However, as long as we still have these mask requirements as well as six foot distancing requirements, then they still have control over our businesses and effective and, and as well as control over our schools. So we're going to talk about we've got Patrick Wood, who is the founder and executive director of what group is he with? Citizens for, I should have had that out in front of me, Citizens for Free Speech, a nation of defenders. He's going to be here to talk about the science behind masks in a little bit. And in the bottom half of the hour, we've got Curtis Ellis who's going to be here with an explosive story nobody's really talking about that has to do with China. And there's spies here in the form of journalists. And then we're going to talk about California 25 and why that congressional seat might matter to the entire nation and might really be a good window into what's going to happen in November. Um, but we got we got to take it back to D.C. Unmasking the unmaskers. We have been waiting to find out for a while. The, the list uh, was declassified of, of Obama administration officials who sought to unmask intercept communications involving Major General Mike Flynn. What is unmasking? Well, it's when under the Patriot Act, uh, they could listen in on as they're as they're listening for the bad guys. And they happen to catch or intercept Americans in the conversation if the American was not under criminal investigation, the name of the individual and what they said was never supposed to be revealed. It was supposed to be about just tracking the bad guys. So if a bad guy happened to have a conversation with DJ Carrot Sticks and they overheard this conversation, they were supposed to never reveal that Carrot Sticks was actually the unwitting American who was involved in this conversation. Um, so it begs to, it begs to question, according to this article today, not only were all of these top officials of the Obama administration, a whole bunch of them, not just the obvious, uh, the director of the Central Intelligence Agency, John Brennan, DNI, uh, James Clapper, director of national intelligence, James Clapper, Vice President Joe Biden, who just yesterday in an interview said he didn't know anything at all. Anything at all about Mike Flynn being targeted yet. And not only do we know that Biden was involved in it, but so much of what we found out today was that much of the unmasking efforts went on long before Mike Flynn even ever had a conversation with the Russian Kislyak. So this is more evidence, not only of the fact that the Obama administration decided, remember, remember Trump being impeached because he supposedly Asked for an investigation of a rival? Well, here's your evidence. Absolute proof of the Obama administration pre and post the January 5th meeting in the White House was directing all of these people to target, to target a campaign and the opposition party using as what was because the the Trump impeachment was not just about the fact that he was supposedly investigating his rival. It was about using the United States government for his gain. Well, that's what the Obama administration was doing for their own gain. Every bit of it pre the unmasking of Flynn and afterwards. This is absolutely the grossest abuse of power imaginable. This makes Watergate look like look like the kind of crap that went on in my sorority and hazing. And then on top of it, so after we find the and, and it wasn't even just Joe Biden and Clapper and Brennan that unmasked that targeted Mike Flynn for destruction to drag him, not on the basis of probable cause, but when they didn't have anything and they knew that, the, the, that there was no evidence of any Russian collusion, they decided to manufacture evidence against him all at the direction of Barack Obama. It even included people like Samantha Power, an ambassador to the U.N., 
There's no valid explanation for any of this behavior. So then on top of it, after we know what happened to General Flynn, that he was targeted, that he was persecuted, that they specifically said, according to notes, we don't have the 302s, the notes of the actual investigation, but we know that they went there for the goal of either to have him prosecuted or to have him fired. So then, of course, the Department of Justice on the, all those revelations, as well as the fact that mitigating discovery evidence that never got presented to the judge, that was exculpatory, that showed his innocence, not only did they not provide that to the judge, but they actually intentionally withheld it and lied to the judge and said that they had provided everything under Brady. So then the Department of Justice did the only proper thing when a U.S. citizen has been destroyed and targeted illegally by its own government. They recommended the charges be dropped. But what did Obama's do? Uh, Obama's boy do? The Democrat Party boy do? Judge Sullivan? He wasn't appointed uh, by uh, Obama. Unfortunately, I think he was appointed by Ron, Ronald Reagan. He says, well, you know what? I, I'm going to, as after he takes it up under advisement, he decides that he's not only going to not drop the charges, but he's going to have some old retired Clinton appointee come in as a friend of the court to to um, argue whether or not not only should the charges be dropped against Flynn, but whether or not Flynn should be charged with perjury because he supposedly wasted the court's time in pleading guilty. As though Flynn, what, what, like Flynn was sitting around going, you know what? I ain't got nothing to do right now in my life. Maybe I'm just going to decide to go into court and plead guilty and waste everybody's time. This man has been victimized. Victimized by the Obama administration, by Obama himself. The president of the United States and all of his henchmen sought out to destroy this man and did. And now the judge wants to extend the abuse of power through his own court. Well, you know what, Judge? You go right ahead. Because we know that, that Mike Flynn's going to come out victorious on the other side. And I'm hoping that you don't. I'm hoping that finally we're going to have some Department of Justice, actual justice come out of the Department of Justice. Not just including prosecutions of everybody involved. But maybe you losing your robe. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears. We're going to go from unmasking the unmaskers to talking about masks. Because as we see Americans desperate to get their lives back and their businesses back that are being destroyed, I'm not sure they can as long as we still have the weight of these regulations on our backs. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm officially calmed down now. Before the break, I was all fired up unmasking the unmaskers and talking about the outrageous abuse of power that continues through Judge Sullivan. One of the points that I wanted to make about the unmasking that went on was just like the FISA courts. The thing was is that what they they unmasked so that they could then have a story that they could leak to the media, and then in leaking to the media, then they, they then could could act as though they had an additional source to use against Flynn, which is also what they tactic that they did with the FISA courts is that they would leak to the media, and then in the FISA court application say, "Oh, look, it's not just us saying this. We've got these reports going out there in media saying that unnamed sources have told them the same thing," and I can't 
can't remember the actual legal term for that, the circular paralleling or whatever. Anyway, absolutely disgusting abuse of power. Um, speaking of abuse of power, we've got to transition into the abuse of power, the exploitation of the coronavirus for power. The power that they have used to seize control of capital and businesses and seizing people's jobs in order to expand the dependency. And as we push and see all the lawsuits and people rallying and protesting to reopen businesses, I've been saying for quite a while that I didn't know how there could ever be a proper reopening when the regulations in the form of masks and six-foot distancing are in place. And everybody's accepting it as though without any even any question, in part because it seems to me as though we've gone from a public that's been um, fear-mongered to the point of panic that then became phobia and now was almost like a disorder because people are triggered. It's like they can't even handle seeing a face that doesn't have a mask on it. So here to talk about facts over fear, about masks, and, and the truth about masks and the science behind it is Patrick Wood. He's the executive director and founder of Citizens for Free Speech, a nation of defenders. And he had a blog post that caught my eye the other day. And he's an economic and market forecaster, speaker, author of Technocracy Rising, the Trojan Horse of Global Transformation. Hi, Patrick Wood. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hello, Andrea. So glad to be with you. Thank you. Well, thank you um, for this post that you did. It's the only one I've seen um, that really get, delves into um, face masks themselves. And there's two parts to your blog post here. One that has to do with um, studies about masks and whether or not um, they, there is any validity to, to masks protecting us from the spread of COVID. And the second part of it is the risks to our health of actually wearing masks. So start us off in talking behind, uh, talking about the science supporting wearing masks and studies done about the effectiveness of wearing masks to fight the spread of coronavirus. Well, basically there is none, according to the Dr. Blaylock, uh, Russell Blaylock, by the way, is an MD of former neurosurgeon. He's retired now, but he's a prolific researcher and writer, and he's extremely well, uh, you know, esteemed around the world. He makes a very good case and brings out the science behind it, that there is no, uh, no compelling evidence whatsoever that wearing a mask will prevent you from catching a virus, including something like COVID. Um, on the other hand, people who are sick, uh, of course, they should wear a mask probably when they're around other people just to keep from broadcasting, uh, you know, the spittum and so on out of their mouth and lungs uh, to other people. But in all cases in history, uh, tradition has been that the infected are the ones that get quarantined and get uh, special treatment. And the healthy um, are not quarantined. They're just allowed to go about their business and um, uh, you know, live life as normal. Well, this has been opposite in this whole thing. They've decided that uh, everybody gets quarantined, whether they're sick or not. And that actually probably has been counterproductive. But as far as face masks are concerned, the idea is that they will not protect you. It's a false security. They will not protect you from getting anything if you're walking around in public with this. And the second issue, of course, um, as to whether or not are they harmful to healthy people, and the answer to that is very probably yes. And uh, Blaylock makes a very compelling argument for that, that um, there's a lot of history behind the uh, negative effects, health effects of wearing a face mask if you're healthy. Now, if it's just for 20 minutes or something, that's not a big deal. But we're talking about continuous wearing of face masks. 
like for instance if you work for Costco and and you're uh, you have a 10-hour shift and they force you to wear the face mask well that's not going to end well for a lot of these kids or folks whatever they're not all kids of course but it's not going to end well for some of them because there are negative effects negative health effects of wearing these types of masks for long periods of time yeah in fact the article talks about uh, that what what happens uh, is that it reduces the oxygenation it's called hypoxia and it actually there's actually was a man it, it's particularly and it doesn't even matter who you are even healthcare officials you wear these masks over a certain period of time it will reduce your oxygen levels in your blood and the longer you wear it uh, the more it reduces the oxygen levels in your blood and the older you are and the more frail you are and the sicker you are the more rapid that that's going to happen and there was even a man who passed out behind the wheel of a car an older gentleman who passed out behind the wheel of the car because yeah we see people driving down the road wearing these masks so it it reduces the oxygen levels in your blood and people are absolutely getting headaches uh passing out and etc correct that's right and the the elderly and the ones that have pre-existing conditions like uh like copd for instance and you know people who have other lung issues where they need oxygen or they're just short of breath all the time nobody's warning these people to stay away from these masks and they should and uh, Dr. Blaylock is just emphatic about this. He said, this is just all, you know, it borders on criminal that the people who can least afford to have these masks around are not being warned to, to, to lay off. I personally saw a man in the grocery store the other day, probably was 80 years old, and he was toddling around, and, uh, you know, he clearly he was kind of hunched over, and he clearly looked like he had trouble breathing already. He was wearing a mask, and his wife was too. And I just felt such you know, like paying for this guy. And man, you you got to take this off. But of course, you can't say that to people because you're liable to get smacked or, you know, shouted down in the middle of the store. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone, Buster. Um, but it, people should be warned uh, yeah. to, that there are health risks and people should be aware of what those risks are so they can make a decision for their own self. Right. Instead, we've got these blanket requirements across the state, uh, the county of San Diego, that everybody's required to wear a mask. So now you cannot, even if you, even if you want to, people like me that don't want to wear a mask. Well, how are you going to get? I guess you could have everything delivered because you're not allowed into a store supposedly if you don't have it on. Uh, he goes on to talk about in this article. First of all, uh, the elderly and those with lung diseases such as COPD, emphysema, pulmonary fibrosis really should not be wearing a mask of any kind, let alone for any duration. He he goes on to talk about the effects of people with cancer, especially if the cancer has spread and they are at further risk from prolonged hypoxia as the cancer grows best in a microenvironment that is low in oxygen. We are setting people up for deaths with these masks. And then um, the article goes on to talk about that in, when it comes to coronavirus, first of all, he says that there is no study of masks at all for coronavirus, that any studies related to masks were relevant to the flu. However, he goes on to explain that when it comes to coronavirus that the people that that if you wear a mask and you breathe out any germs let's say coronavirus you're going to re-inhale it which means then you're going to have a concentrated inhalation of coronavirus back up through your nostrils so and the people that which means now where you might have had coronavirus at a lower level now you're going to through self-inflicted through the mask you're actually going to increase it in a concentrated level it through and and through the nasal passages and those people who have coronavirus in concentrated levels are the ones who tend to die from it so now in addition to the elderly 
that might pass out behind the wheel, those with pulmonary issues, cancer, that's now uh, their health are at risk. Now you could even have somebody seemingly who might get coronavirus and it'd be a three-day event, end up in the hospital and dying simply because they had a mask on. Well, that's right. And these aren't being reported this way, of course. But, uh, you know, here you're dealing with a neurosurgeon who has had a, a fabulous career, a uh, very well-known career of neurosurgery. And, you know, people look at this this kind of a study and they say, hey, what is he, a brain surgeon or something? <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, he is. <laughs> and he knows what he's talking about. You know, he's not just uh, jabbering. He's talking from authority stuff that he has seen across his, you know, 40-year career. We should listen to people like this. I think I, I have been saying for a while, even before seeing your blog post where you referenced Dr. Blaylock here, I, I, it just seemed from the jump that it was clear because that this was this was a, a method for control, that this is a mind control device. It's like the American version of Sharia, right? Uh, you know, telling you yeah. that, you know, it's like in Sharia, they tell women, you know, if you don't if you don't cover, then some man's going to rape you and it's going to be your fault. You know, if you don't wear this face covering, you know, and, and we're even telling people that, you know, to just throw any piece of fabric over your face. It's ridiculous, um, you know that this is this is for your own good. When the reality is, is it's it's just a, it's like a mind control device. We even had the National Institutes of Health in 2015 say that it 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 increases your risk of catching disease. It doesn't prevent it. That's why we had the Surgeon General of the U.S. government, even into a couple of weeks ago, still saying he didn't recommend masks for people. I'm disappointed that they caved to pressure because it, this was nothing but a political tool of the left. But I could, am I wrong? You're absolutely right. It's, it's, turned, it's been politicized, and the people that used to say we don't need face masks if you're healthy are people like Anthony Fauci himself. And the NIH has uh, said this, and uh, the Surgeon General, as you said, has said this, and you know, during the primary part of the, of the lockdown here recently, there was no requirement for the healthy to, to wear face mask. Now that we're getting out of it, of course, they're saying that you need to wear it. And the, the people that are making this decision, Andrea, are the, the politicians and the autocrats who are just making AR, a priori decisions for the public based on nothing, absolutely nothing. They have no science behind it. They have no precedent behind it. They're simply saying it's going to be that way. And, of course, companies like Costco and the Walmarts of the world that are saying, now you can't come in without a face mask, well, but those are corporate decisions. So somebody's gone and leaned on them mm-hmm. and said, you need to do this for everybody. Well, so all their employees wear a face mask. And if you want to shop at Costco, you've got to wear a face mask. This has all been politicized. There's no medical uh, you know, precedent behind this whatsoever. There may be a financial requirement. I don't have the details yet because uh, for Gavin Newsom's mask deal. But reportedly, he hired a company that had been in business for like five seconds. Supposedly, some some uh, American company but is really a Chinese subsidiary to do some hundred million dollar mask deal this is this is you know it's always about politics as well as the money for the left and um that that's part of it as well is it's a it's it, and then we've also got you know the left and we've got all these fashion designers now all looking to make a month making money off of uh the the fashion the new masks that are the, that are like fashionable which to me is no different than the scarves that are f- supposedly fashionable you know under sharia and i somebody needs to file a lawsuit and push back against these social distancing guidelines. I'll leave you with this. 
uh, Patrick Wood. I have a family member of mine working on a coronavirus ward in a hospital who's refusing to wear a mask in public. Mm. Final thought for us, Patrick Wood. You know how, how you can lead us out with, with, with final thought. Take us out telling us about Citizens for Free Speech and how they can get more information. Well, indeed. I would encourage everybody to go and read this article for themselves and find out what their tolerance for risk is. Maybe you think it's okay to wear a mask. That's your business. You know, we don't care. We just want everybody to be informed. So you can go to Citizens for Free Speech and read about this article. And you can also find out why we are defending the First Amendment right now. We've never had such an attack on the First Amendment in the history of our country. You people, I know you people there at the station know this, and people like Dennis Prager are keenly aware of it. We're under serious duress right now. We need to protect the First Amendment because if we lose the effectiveness of it, the ability to communicate, which is being taken away from us, the next amendment that we need is the Second Amendment. And I don't even want to talk about that. Well, thank you for being here, Patrick Wood. I appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. We've got Curtis Ellis coming up talking about the spies in the form of Chinese journalist. Uh, I can't wait to hear what he has to say about that. And I'd love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Come on back. More Andrea K. Show on its way. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Radio.com. Andrea K. bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. A couple days ago, I don't remember what it was, there was some question that some reporter posed to President Trump. And I don't remember, um, I, I just remember I was in the studio and the monitor was up and and uh, Trump refused to answer the question, saying, I'm not going to answer that. You work for China. And, oh, my gosh, CNN. And everybody was all hysterical about it. How could he say something like that to this, you know, respected journalist? Well, here to talk about how uh, China has unleashed spies here in America, uh, uh, calling themselves journalists, is Curtis Ellis. He is policy director with America First, President Trump's only official super PAC. Hi, Curtis Ellis. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Nice to be here with you, Andrea. So what's going on here? We got spies calling themselves journalists. Are you you sure we're not just talking about New York Times and like WAPO? <laughs> well, that, that's the second order problem we have going on here is the Chinese spy journalists have influenced our own journalists so much. They've turned them. They've turned our own journalists into effective propaganda tools for the uh, Chinese spies. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about actual spies. What happened is this week, the president, uh, the administration, Department of Homeland Security and uh, others in the administration have limited the number of visas that will be issued to these Chinese uh, supposedly journalistic outlets like China Daily, uh, People's Daily, Global Times, Xinhua News Agency, China Central TV. They've got all these different television, radio, Internet, uh, print outlets staffed with hundreds and hundreds of so-called journalists. And these journalists are actually doing spy work for the Chinese Communist Party. You may have heard, uh, newsflash here, there is no freedom of the press in China. And all of these organizations are owned by the Chinese government and have to swear allegiance to Xi Jinping, to the General Secretary of the Communist Party, and 
advance their interests. Now, what's happened here, and this is documented by American freelancers who've gone to work for some of these outfits, is they are called on to write up reports to basically do intelligence gathering. They will go interview uh, businesses or politicians and write up a full report, create a dossier on each one of these outlets that they're writing about, and that never sees the light of day. It's never printed in a newspaper. It's never put on television. It's sent to the party bosses in China, in Beijing. And so they're effectively using these journalists as intelligence gathering assets. And the other thing these phony journalists do is they try to recruit accomplices, recruit sources, right? Every good reporter has a source. Call you up. Uh, hey, can you tell me what's going on? What are we thinking about? What are you thinking about? What are, you, what are your plans? What do you know about X, Y, Z? Well, these journalists are doing the same thing, but what they do with that information is they do not use it to inform the public. To right. No, they only inform the party bosses. Now, so why have we had them? Why have we allowed this to happen? This would have been like allowing, you know, and the left seems perfectly okay with this, no doubt. You know, I mean, they're like propping up China, you know, for for their response to the Wuhan and their reports as to what went on with the Wuhan. But it's like basically, and of course, I'm sure that they're doing interviews at their in, on Capitol Hill and getting access. I mean, they're exactly. there at the White House. I mean, how how did this even happen in the first place? And why is this being allowed to continue? Yeah, we've been going through this play act. We've been play acting that China is just like us. And if we're nice to them, they'll be nice to us. Well, China threw out the journalists, the reporters, the real reporters from the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times and the Washington Post. There's no freedom of press in China. And matter of fact, one of the the top guys, the National Security Council guys inside the White House, Matt Pottinger, I know him well. He was a journalist in China a couple of decades ago, and he remembers how he got treated. They used to bully him and push him around and threaten him all the time. So why American journalists seem to think that uh, we should treat these fake journalists as though they're real journalists is just beyond me. But as I said, we've been play acting for years, for decades, and it's not just on the journalist front. Uh, Why does Wall Street invest American stock, uh, American investors' money in China? Why do American businesses invest and do business in China when they rip you off, take your technology, counterfeit your goods, uh, threaten you if you don't toe the line? For, For 40 years now, we've been pretending if we treat China the way we treat, mm-hmm. let's say, Germany, China is going to become like Germany and going to become our friend. And that's proven to be fake, false. Well, and by the way, we never treated Pravda this way. I mean, when the Soviet Union was around, they had the, the state propaganda organ. The paper was called Pravda. Pravda and Izvestia were the two big uh, uh, so-called newspapers of the Soviet Union. We kept a very close eye on them. And one thing you would not see was the New York Times distributing Pravda as an insert in its uh, daily paper. Yet that's what happens with China Daily. The China propaganda, state-owned, government-approved information, China Daily, is inserted into the New York Times and delivered to readers as if it were 
legitimate news. Wow. I mean, you know, the average listener may be thinking, what's the big deal? Well, think about it. The Chinese Communist Party is controlling the message going out to the American people. And oh, by the way, Fauci and and Gates, you know, how much was it? Seven million dollars of taxpayer money that Fauci gave to China and their lab, the same Wuhan lab. I mean, the partnership that's been going on with the U.S. government with China has been remember remember Obama's jobs are remember how Obama ran against the evil Republicans that supported outsourcing so Obama's jobs are was the head of GE and what did he do he's you know uh, started all of his new GE manufacturing and jobs all over in China so yeah. you know and so now uh, almost all of our pharmaceuticals everything from our uh, our apple juice and our uh, you know uh, so much of everything that we consume is made in China is it any wonder that we're sick to death and and you know um it's crazy how much China has infiltrated our country in so many ways that the average American isn't even aware. No, that's right. And we've we've let them do it. Uh, we have the government has let them do it. Our biggest corporations have done it. Uh, Apple makes all of its iPhones in China. I was just reading something about that. China gave Apple the factory, built the factory for Apple. Gave them a hundred percent tax break for five years, and then fifty percent tax break for the five years after that. Built the roads to the factory, built an airport next to the factory, gave them cheap energy. You, you don't have to pay for your electricity for the factory, and to suck them in. And it's just like a dope pusher gives away dope to get people hooked. They got all of American companies hooked into China. Mm-hmm. We're saying now boycott China. Uh, it's time to uh, boycott China. Stop buying Chinese stuff because they live on the money we give them. Right. When President Trump said we're going to make China pay damages for the pandemic and we can do it a lot easier than trying to collect from them, what he meant was just stop giving them our money. And so we're saying get out of China. Yeah, I don't know if you know Brigitte Gabriel. Excuse me for interrupting. I don't know if you know Brigitte Gabriel uh, from Act for America. She has a a directory on her website of uh, uh, all the the goods that are coming out of China and where to go to buy – uh, American instead, and so because that's I don't, wonderful. Yeah, I love Brigitte. She's yeah. terrific. She's amazing. Um, you, you in in the couple minutes I have left with you, I would be I would be remiss if I didn't ask you your thoughts on the three trillion dollar game plan of Nancy Pelosi. That is, it's it's suicidal for America. It's ridiculous. It is uh, so corrupt. It's such a corrupt deal. Uh, let's hand out money to Americans, and it's uh, to our favored few, giving tax breaks to her uh, people in California and New York. It's uh, the idea of giving people money when, it, it, when they don't have jobs is, is it, it, but on the other hand, telling them you can't go back to work. We're not going to let you work. We're not going to allow you to work. Instead, we're going to give you a government check is just evil. I mean, it's sick. It's kind of, Chi- it's kind of Chinese Communist Party, isn't it? Totally, totally. And it's a prescription for inflation, because if you're not allowing people to produce things, yet you're giving everybody this funny money, uh, you've got too much money chasing too few goods. That's a classic textbook prescription for inflation. And who's going to give us all that money? You think the world's going to stand by and, and buy government, U.S. government debt so that we can stay home and not do anything? I mean, it's just fantasy land. And it's got all of her diversity commissars built into it. The government's going to tell you who you can hire and how to hire them, when you can hire them, if you're allowed to hire them. 
and it's it's endless. It is it is the most it, it to me it's disgusting because I just can't believe how people accept the Nancy Pelosi comes out and says it. Hillary Clinton comes out and says, well, we're not going to let a, a crisis go to waste. Mm-hmm. We don't let any crisis go to waste. And it, people accept that. Well, not many people, not 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 your listeners, but that we that that they feel they can just say that and not be considered cynical. I mean, that is so cynical. People don't people need help now. They don't want you taking advantage of their uh, on, you know, their misfortune to advance your own agenda. Well, Jerome Powell said today that the government needs to do something. Well, what they need to do is just get out of the way, Curtis Ellis. They need to stop this nonsense, reopen America. Here in San Diego, we've got 3 million people, only 5,000 cases and 194 deaths. And I don't know how many of those uh, were inflated and actually weren't even related to coronavirus. There should be no restrictions on reopening, including the the ridiculous, unscientific, unanecdotal mask and six, six foot distancing. It's all at a power grab to control us in every aspect of our lives, in in if not worse than the way the Chinese Communist Party controls people's lives. And Americans need to wake up to it before it's too late. Final thought, Curtis Ellis. You're exactly right. This is laying the groundwork for central planned economy. The government's going to tell you what business you can do, who can be in business, and how to do it. This is central planning, a planned economy, and that is just like the Chinese communists. And the Chinese communists understand they want to take advantage of our shutdown to sell more goods. We can't buy them. We shouldn't buy them. We have to get back in business making things. And I say to everybody, go to our website, getoutofchina.us, and spread the word, boycott China. Thank you, Curtis Ellis, for being here. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Keep up the good work. Thank you. All right, now stay tuned because we're going to talk about California 25, a Republican who actually took a seat away from the Democrats in the middle of this whole mail-in thing and ballot harvesting. How'd that happen? We're going to talk about it when we come back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. FM 96.1. North County. AM 1170. San Diego. The Answer. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. In spite of my fall on the concrete with my baby Gator recently, yeah, 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 I am still feeling better than I have in a long time since I started taking my balance in nature because I, somebody was telling me today, you got to eat, be eating right and your fruits and veggies. And I laughed. I was like, well, or you can do what I do. And with one daily dose of balance of nature, you get 10 servings of 31 different fruits and veggies and you get it done. And as well, and not just uh, not just the capsules that I take, though. I also have this uh, fruit and spices that I mix in with some apple juice, which also has a lot of fiber, and it's another boost. And, you know, I just feel better than ever. I've got so much energy. If you're feeling run down, if you're wanting to boost your immune system, which everybody's talking about today, go to balanceofnature.com. Use the discount code HEALTH because they're giving free shipping right now and 35% off on any preferred order. I'm telling you guys, I have so much more energy than I had I still drink my afternoon coffee at 4 o'clock and even during the show because I just like my coffee. But now I don't feel like – I don't drink it because I feel like I'm going to die if I don't get it. So anyway, there's that. A um, couple of good news stories today. 
Thank you, President Trump, for criticizing Fauci, because yesterday, I guess, there was this whole Zoom thing with Fauci before Congress and pushing for schools to stay closed through the fall, which is absolutely ridiculous. There's no reason for it. Kids are not a high-risk group. All that, all that them being sent home to do is a waste of taxpayers' money. It's creating a burden on the families and on the parents who can't work because you got a stay-at-home order. So who's going to be home with the kids? Even if you've got a job and you could go to work, you can't because you got a kid at home all day. So on t- it's a waste of taxpayers' dollars. We know from Bob Walters, 37% of the kids aren't even getting contacted from the parents. I know that from friends of mine who have kids in school. There's absolutely no reason for it. When it comes to the colleges and universities, they're not offering any kind of tuition refund. It's about control. It's about it, – and by, by shutting down the schools, you effectively shut down business because you've got all these parents, including healthcare workers. So Trump comes out today, 1.4 million healthcare workers out of work lost their jobs because of the shutdowns. Don't tell me if this had anything at all to do with flattening the curve or anything at all to do with the health care. Every bit of it is about power. That and Trump knows it and he's coming out now against Fauci. He said today, he said, I strongly disagree. I totally disagree uh, with Fauci. Uh, he went on to say that we have to get the schools open. We have to get our country open. We have to open our country. He went on to say, um, he said, I was surprised by his answer because to me it's not an acceptable answer. Thank you, President Trump. And thank you, Mike Garcia, who took back in the midterms. We know a lot of Democrats flipped these Republican seats thanks to ballot harvesting. So then we had this one seat, California 25. Maybe you remember this seat because this is this young gal, Katie Hill, I guess, was in some thruple situation with her husband, I guess it was. And somebody ended up tweeting out or all these really um, nasty pictures of her, some of which I think actually were. I don't remember what the pictures were. Um, she ended up, you know, claiming that she was being victimized by people against her thruple thing or whatever when she ended up resigning because she didn't even have any Democrat su- support at that point. So it went up for special election. A Republican took it. And I mean, when I tell you he took it, he took it big, including the fact that there was absentee voting and mail-in voting, mail-in balloting going on. So even in spite of all the different shenanigans that allowed the Democrat to take it in, in the midterms, a Republican took it now. Well, the Democrats are saying they're trying to spin this to their benefit, saying, well, this, this is just because it's May. Come November, when Trump is on the ticket, that it's going to be even easier because we're going to have to vote again for this, for this district. This was just the special election to write it out through November. Let me tell y'all Trump on the ticket or not special elections have a lower turnout and we know that California is not going to vote for Trump so Trump being at the top of the ticket doesn't mean anything in November let me tell y'all this is a really bad sign for Democrats in November they don't want you to know that this is a horrible sign because what they know is Democrats independents and Republicans nonpartisan across the state people are absolutely suffering they are suffering as this dictator, Marxist, commie, whatever you want to call him, Gavin Newsom, has decided to completely destroy this state economically for power. And he doesn't care who's being destroyed in the process. Well, let me tell you who cares. The voters. And they will remember. We may not be able to stop what he's doing right now in the process, but we can take our, we can take our state back, at least through the elections. Hey, I'm going to be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Love you all. Thank you to my guests, Patrick Wood and Curtis Ellis. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. See you all tomorrow.